Hello, it's Amanda, and welcome to The Art of Life. Today I want to talk about myself a little bit. kind of want to open up about some things, some mistakes that I've made, and some lessons that I've learned along the way. So, join me. So, I want to talk about some mistakes that I have made in my life and some lessons that I've learned. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to stay on topic. Um, Some of the stories need a little background. And I don't know which ones I'm going to talk about. So there may be some... I'm just going to put a trigger warning here at the beginning. Just in case um, something does come up. And it's general. So, But one of my biggest mistakes was probably sleeping with the person, the guy that my best friend was in love with in her bed. Now don't judge me just yet. Let me tell you the whole story and I'm not saying that I'm not wrong because I definitely messed up. Um, I suffer from bipolar 1 disorder which is the more rare form of bipolar. Bipolar 2, there is... The difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 is that bipolar 2 experiences hypomania, while bipolar 1 experiences full-blown mania. And I could... I've been delusional um, without my medication to where I'm completely living in a fantasy world to me making extremely impulsive decisions based on a whim and not feeling anything. So I was completely numb. And it's, again, it's not an excuse for my actions because I was completely aware of what I was doing. I knew that it was a mistake. I knew that it was wrong. But the bipolar made it a little easier to give in to those wants and things like that. Um, our friendship had been very rocky to begin with. Uh, we have been friends for years in high school and we, uh, had several fights, did not talk for a while, drama, everything, like, and I had, in Mania, moved to Cincinnati with a guy that I barely knew and uh, I had just gotten a job and everything, but I had gotten kicked out, and I had nowhere to go. So uh, she came, she, she picked me up. I moved from Cincinnati to Loveland, which is like right outside of Cincinnati with my childhood best friend's older sister, and I lived there while I was working. But, on top of all of that, um, when I had moved back, we remained friends or whatever, and she came and picked me up the second time that I had moved, and I moved in with her, and when we moved in, I had my last paycheck from my job, which... Uh, half of it was put towards rent, which was like $400, and, um, 
her parents still lived there. We were going to have the house to ourselves. Uh, I had recently been going through a manic episode, a severe manic episode, and I knew that I would make some kind of decision that would, like, I knew I was going to screw up. I'm prone to making drastic fucking mistakes and not thinking about the consequences to my actions until after. And she had went to work and uh, he was staying with us. We all slept in the same bed and he was, he started cuddling me and I was in a point in time where like my mind, I just wanted to feel secure. I wanted to feel okay. My life had not been easy, so I had never really learned how to be a proper human being because the environment that I was in did not wasn't one that would like bring about normal learning experiences, you know, and one of those things was it was just like when you grow up in a toxic environment on top of having traumatic things happen to you, you kind of build this shell of a person, but it's not even a shell. It's more like a false sense of reality that you exist within. So it's like you only feel as though you are the only person who exists. Everyone else's shadows. No one else matters. But I'm empathetic. So... I understood that I screwed up. I understood during, actually, what had happened. That I had, I messed up. And I hated myself. I was beating myself up. I wanted to tell her. And I told him that I was going to tell her. And before that had happened, uh, the first night after it had happened, I wanted to and then I was like I need to talk to you and then I didn't have the guts to do so so the second time I wanted to tell her I told him she was at work and he didn't want to get kicked out so he basically threw me under the bus he made it to where I didn't get the chance to talk to her and uh I didn't get the chance to explain and I was not expecting her to choose differently or you know like approach me differently because I had screwed up I ruined our friendship I was the person who did that it wasn't her it wasn't him I made the conscious decision to hurt my friend knowing how she would have reacted but I did it anyway and when she had came home she just told me to get out, like, so I packed up as much shit as I could, threw it in my car, and I was in, like, this state, this dissociative state, my heart was racing, I couldn't think straight, I just drove and drove, and I was crying, and I couldn't stop crying, so I called my friend Jason, who lived down the road, and I told him, like, or I asked if I could come over and chill and like calm down and as I was there I couldn't calm down I was in the middle of a mental breakdown like I 
was hyperventilating, I couldn't breathe, my heart was broken, not because I had lost a friend, but because I had hurt somebody, and I knew I needed help, because that isn't something that I would have done normally if I wasn't manic, and I knew that, I knew that I was the problem, my doctors had told me I needed medication, and it was going to get worse, and um, I was going to screw up, and I was going to make mistakes, but I didn't want to listen, so I didn't get on medicine like I was supposed to, and it ended a friendship, and again, like, there was no excuse for my behavior, I didn't expect her to forgive me, it wasn't that I wanted her to forgive me, it's that I wanted to know she was okay, and when I couldn't calm down, I told him, I called my mom, and I told her I was going to the psychiatric ward, I was driving myself to the hospital, and I drove myself there, I'm not even sure how I managed, like, I was completely out of it, and I got there, I'm sweating up a storm, my heart is fucking pounding, like, my chest was hurting, and I was getting, like, immense pains in my chest, and I told them, like, I'm here to involuntarily admit myself into the behavioral unit or whatever, and mind you, I'm in the midst of a mental breakdown, so, like, I can't calm down. I'm hyperventilating, and, like, I can't breathe, and so they sit me down in triage, and they start checking me out. My pulse, when they checked my pulse, it was, like, 210 the first time they checked it, and they're like, okay, this isn't right. Like, and I told them, like, I didn't, at first I didn't see it, but I said, before I told them, I have what's called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So normally my pulse is high and my blood pressure is low. So I'd said, you know, my pulse is high and my blood pressure is low. I always tell anyone who's taking my blood pressure and my pulse that. And they, like, they, that's not right. That's not right. So they checked it again. And it was like 211. Checked it again. 212. And then eventually I had somebody at my on my leg checking my pulse my wrist my neck I had the pulse oximeter on my finger and my pulse at one point reached 215 and like or a 214 214 or 215 it was something like that and they were freaking out they were like she's gonna go into cardiac arrest they had me sign the paperwork as fast as I could, and then they sedated me because my heart rate was not, I wasn't calming down. I get there, I'm put into solitary confinement for two days, and I come out, get on medicine, but I'm still, I'm, I'm broken. And it's, I think she felt as though I had victimized myself but in reality I practically locked myself in prison because I hated I felt as though I deserved it I deserved to be there I deserved to be away from my family to be on to be supervised to be force fed medication and eat nasty fucking hospital food and not be able to go outside for two weeks I went there as it wasn't even I don't I guess in a way it was kind of I was punishing myself but she saw it as though I was victimizing myself like 
I was using my mental health as an excuse. Like, no, I went there, so I it wouldn't. So I would get better. So I was away from everything, so I never hurt anyone again. I didn't want to hurt somebody again with my actions. She came to visit me, and she said she forgave me. Okay, which, I will be honest, helped with my treatment. But when I got out, and I went to go pick up my stuff, she throws it in the back of my car, and she calls me a skank. It's like, okay, whatever. And I'm driving away. I pull up in the parking lot of a grocery store, and I park. And I look at it, I see that there's trash in the bag with my clothes. It was $300 worth of clothes. Who knows? My diploma could have been in there. My social security card. I don't know. But it was probably everything that was mine. But there was trash in it. And I was like, oh, okay, petty, but whatever. I deserve it. And um, finally, like, I waited a couple days to open up the bag because I had clothes and I was like I'll just wash them you know I'll get the trash out wash it and when I finally did open it there was uh tomato juice stuff all over my clothes there was um trash in general but uh things that I was like deathly allergic to so tomato juice uh, I I'm allergic to um citrus it'll like cause my throat to swell and everything I have an EpiPen and she went with me to the appointment to get my EpiPen so she knew exactly what I was allergic to and she had poured it all over my clothes ruined like $300 worth of clothes who knows what else was in there that she ruined um my mom like freaked out she was like she tried to kill you let's call the cops I was like mom please don't call the cops I live in a small ass town okay everybody knows everybody I don't want to be pull myself into drama that is unneeded I don't want to stress out more than I have to she did anyway they didn't do anything about it of course and because they couldn't prove it and um when time goes on and everything I had decided, she had messaged me, my mom's gonna hear this, she's a fucking idiot, she did not want me talking to her, but I'm just going to be completely honest, and she had messaged me, she's like, hey, can we talk, and I am a very forgiving person, okay, I was like, and not only that, I want, I missed her, okay, I knew I screwed up, I felt as though I deserved what she had done so we had hung out we had we had fun like it was like old times and we talked and uh apparently like she had slept with him it was terrible just like it was terrible when I had slept with him we were joking about it and everything and a couple weeks later I started throwing up blood out of nowhere and I my mom was out of town and I hate going to the hospital by myself because almost every single time that I've been to the hospital I've been by my myself and I'm like okay I messaged her I was like hey can you come whatever and she was like yeah so she was at the hospital with me and the next day when 
I messaged one of my exes, and I was like, or my major ex, my last, like, serious ex, and I messaged him, I was like, I need to forgive you, and he is friends with her, so he messaged her saying that I was harassing him to get me to stop messaging him, and she was like, why are you messaging him? And I had brought up, like, I, I'm forgiving him so I can move on. It's not for him, it's for me. And I said, the same way that you forgave me for what happened. And apparently she took that in such the wrong way. Like, I was still holding it over her head that, that, that it had happened. She invited me over to smoke and everything. So I was like, okay, I'm sick as fuck. Mind you, like, this girl is probably, like, 5'11", 5'10". And at the time, probably about 200, 210. Um, and I go over, I'm sitting down, and her friend was there and her friend's boyfriend. Her friend was pregnant, and she was trying to get pregnant by this guy that she was seeing whom she barely knew. And they all start yelling at me and basically persecuting me for what had happened as if I didn't already hate myself, as if I wasn't already punishing myself for what I had done, as if fucking ruining all of my clothes wasn't enough, pretending to forgive me in the hospital as if that wasn't enough. But the day after you go to the hospital with me because I'm throwing up blood, you decide that not only are you going to yell and scream about how much of a slut that I am, you're going to try to fight me when I'm sick as fuck. And she hit me in the face a couple times. She hit me in the arm and once in the stomach. And um, I went. she stole my weed, she stole my cigarettes. I left. I get out to my car and I projectile vomit blood on the pavement and I call my mom and I'm like of, of course I don't want my mom knowing because I'm so forgiving my I knew my mom was going to be pissed off so I just told her that I'd ran into her and we'd gotten into an altercation and she rushed I got rushed to Riverside I had the tube down my throat with blood siphoned from my stomach which is not pleasant but on top of all of that she messages me a year later well actually a couple months later and she goes how's the face like really really are we really that young that childish blocked her whatever told her that I didn't want to deal with it and then she messaged me a year later saying that I ruined her life. That I ruined her life. Everything that had happened after. My mistake. Everything. Apparently it was my fault. It was my fault that she was with guys who didn't appreciate her. She had lost her job, all of this, these things. Like, all of it was my fault, apparently. Even though not only did she technically try to kill me, and that's what the police officers, like, they were like, okay, if she knew, technically, but they were like, they couldn't prove that she's the one that did it, so they weren't able to do anything. 
but twice you know that I'm throwing up blood and then you try to fight me when I'm at my lowest and you steal from me and then blame me when I was locked in a mental hospital for two weeks two weeks I was in there longer than basically everyone because they wanted bipolar one is serious and they wanted to make sure that I was okay that I would not mess things up and I wouldn't make these mistakes and at the end of the day I forgave too easily and I'm naive and I just let her come back into my life and then fucking stomp on it but at the same time in a way I feel as though I deserve it because I know how much it probably hurt her and it hurts me that I actually did that I can't take it back and I learned from it obviously I got started seeing a therapist I'm on medication and everything because I wanted to be better I didn't want to hurt people I didn't want to hurt the people that I love to make decisions that hurt them so I learned my lesson and I wish the best for her I don't wish her any harm I hope she's doing good in her life I just want no part of it I know that I didn't deserve everything that she threw at me I didn't deserve all of that but in a way it was my karma whatever she dealt with after that I mean I got my life got 10 times better within weeks of that incident I had met my current boyfriend and I was my mom had kicked me out because she had found my fake blood from FX makeup which I find funny because I actually found an image with the date of the last time I had used it and she found it in the couch and she thought I was faking and then I went to a concert it was a small ass concert she said if I went to the concert that she wasn't going to that I was kicked out that I wasn't allowed to come home we had paid for these tickets okay I was throwing up blood and I felt like shit but I was not about to miss a concert that I had paid for it that was a small venue I wasn't going to be doing anything crazy and we were going to, going to leave after and I was staying in my friend's at my friend's house and then Billy had come and he had come at like just the right time the first time I had met him we had talked for like five minutes and I told him that he was attractive that was the first thing that I said to him like I just walked up he was in his car and I was like oh give us a couple minutes like we were going to a concert and I was like oh just give us a couple minutes we'll be right out and then I walked away and I was like man I can't keep my mouth shut so I walked over I was like by the way you're like really attractive and we had like smoked hung out for five minutes all I knew was his name was Billy he was good looking tried to find him on social media of course can't find some guy named Billy in Ohio on social media just by like the name Billy and uh when 
sorry. When the second time that he came over, we went, we all went out, we went on a double date in Col- in Columbus, went to this place called like Double Happiness. There's a little show going on, and we went and hung out, and uh, it was like our first date. And then that night we started dating, and of course, like, I didn't want to, but we had sex the first night, and it was like, when I say I didn't want to, it's not that it happened, like, it wasn't consensual, it was 100% consensual, but I didn't want that to be, you know, like, you know, first night kind of thing, and it just, us not end up together, I was, I didn't want to do a one night stand. And then I had no one to take me to my colonoscopy because I couldn't drive myself. And he has Crohn's, so he understood everything. And he took me, and then I moved in. It was like three or four days of dating, three days probably. And I moved in, and then I was a nanny. I moved in with, he was living with his mother, but there was like an in-law suite apartment in the basement that we were living in. And I was a nanny for his niece and nephew for a year and a half, two years. And uh, we also fostered his two-year-old niece as well for like six months. But, oh yeah, it was on, we lived on five acres. There was like an ingrown pool in the backyard. I had went from pr- practically living in my car and moving from place to place to place to place to a stable home with a stable family, sort of stable, a lot of things happened, but we're not going to talk about that, as that's not really, like, my problems, but my life got significantly better after all of that, so I know I learned my lesson. Life blesses you, the universe blesses you. It rewards you when you learn what you're supposed to learn. And I realized that. And that that was, like, probably the, the major mistake in my life. There was a few more. Uh, one, let's see. I don't know how, how long I'm going to do this. Because I've, I've made some. Being bipolar and working on impulse for, like, three years, basically, you don't, I have stories, I probably would have ended up dead if I didn't meet Billy, I'm glad that I met him when I did, and I'm glad that we're still together two years later, we have an apartment, a dog, you know, like, I never thought that this is where I would be right now, and I'm insanely glad that I am, when I was living in Cincinnati uh the guy that I was living with we were like talking like we were practically dating we were living together sleeping in the same bed together you know and he stopped showing me any and all physical affection he was actually sleeping in the living room and of course you know like and not only that he wasn't feeding me okay like I was searching for a job and I wasn't getting any food I was legitimately starving 
they they would get food while they were working and not bring anything home so i'd be left scavenging and finally one of his friends was like dude like you can't you can't do that so he bought two boxes of ramen and that's literally basically all i ate and uh his friend started showing me like affection and started showing like making me feel as though i was human and I had projected my feelings on him. I was, we, me and Co- me and the one guy weren't dating, so I had started projecting my feelings for the one guy on his friend, and he had, when I had left, and found out about it or whatever, and he got super like pissed off and said he wanted nothing to do with me, or whatever. But then he wanted something to do with me, and I'd slept with we had it, it, like a week or two after I had left and this guy I had been seeing uh he was an artist I actually wrote this little short story about him because like our our short story was cute okay um with let me find it okay this is the the story. It's called The Artist. It goes, he was an exceptional artist, and to be quite frank, he may have been the most skilled she had ever met. He was charming with a flair for the dramatic. Nothing was done haphazardly, as he was a perfectionist. He lost himself in his work for months at a time, alone with his thoughts. He became fixated on the prospect of dying. He not only terrified of him, his composer, who just told not a single thing, could falter the stuff painted black over his He never tried to fix things, he just repeated them slowly. Layer on layers of self-created illusion, exposing the brilliant color that lay delicately beneath the surface. Yet he continued to cover it with black. He never realized that painting the disaster lay off. The brilliance was actually always beneath the surface. And all the corrections he had made to those around him to be the most beautiful painting created by himself. But he started with darkness to eliminate the modesty for being painted into that canvas. And this guy, it was just like, it was short, but it was romantic. He, yeah, he was this artist, amazing artist so good looking like aesthetic when you think tumblr aesthetic very punk skinny jeans chains joy division uh he had a studio apartment a cat uh he had this like deer skull that he would put his hat on his hats on and uh the first night i'd stayed I had made a homemade meal and everything, and we watched movies. We were, like, sexually compatible beyond belief. And then we had spent the weekend together. This romantic weekend. Like, I could have seen myself falling in love with him. And I had left. And when I had left, he had ghosted me. Clearly dropped me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I had left Cincinnati. I had stopped talking to that guy. And I, he had messaged me. He's like, hey, I miss you. And I was like, okay. So he came and he picked me up. He lived an hour away. He came, he picked me up. Not ever, like, he gets out of his car and he saw me. And then he runs up picks me up spins me around and kisses me and then at every stoplight he kissed me 
but it was like I just didn't feel the same after he had ghosted me and after all of that like my feelings had changed we had of course had a good weekend and together slept together because that uh fucking me whatever and this is before the incident with my friend so I was off of my medicine very hypersexual but we hadn't really talked after that and the guy in Cincinnati was upset that I had slept with someone else so he was done with me he said he was going to give me another chance then he was done with me I was like okay whatever there you go uh I guess I'm just going to call this episode mistakes because I just kind of want to get out into the open my truth and then let you guys decide if and when you're going to judge me. It's all like, judge me as you see fit, but I want you to understand my whole story and I'm not a perfect being. I make mistakes. I've hurt Very few people, I will be honest, very few people, I have lied a lot, and I will be honest about that, and it was mostly because of the fact that I was delusional. I lived in a fantasy world, because the fantasy world is better than living in the world that I was, that I had created this, like, entire persona, this entire reality and everything, because I never grew a true personality when you're when you go through so much trauma at such a young age and that your life is really nothing but trauma and you're surviving and fighting every single day there's no other choice you have really because you don't know any other way and i am tired of hiding i'm a different person than i was 2 years ago 3 years ago even And I want people to understand that to be human does not mean to not make mistakes. It means to make mistakes and learn from them. So, I'm going to end with that. Remember that you are light, you are love, you are divine. And I'm sending positive vibes your way. You have a wonderful night.